episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hello there, broads. Here we are. Hello. This is the first Tuesday in how long since we haven't started with a Bachelor recap? Because we went straight in. We went straight from Claire Tasha season directly into Matt season. Was it literally back to back weeks? Yeah, yeah. I think we had one week break. Did we have one week? Oh, I think, I think we, we did week. have one week, but I think we, you and I we took a break because it was like Christmas time. Oh. It, no, no. <laughs> it was we did. We took a break. It was the only we've never had a we've ne- had never taken a full week off uh, without any we podcast right back, we? because we were recording the recap for Tasha season two the, days before. Two days before Christmas. <laughs> and so we took the week off. Because my what daughter was wrong like, with these people? where are you during the holidays? And I'm like, I got to talk about The Bachelor, girlfriend. Okay. Speaking of which, um, someone was just telling me yesterday. So you and I, I thought that our original understanding was that it was going to be Katie's season, Paradise, Bachelor, then Michelle's season. Yes. But apparently now they're doing Katie's Paradise, Michelle, then Bachelor. That's what someone just said the other day. Is that true? Oh, yeah. That's what I thought it was. Oh, right? Katie's, never mind. Wait, no. Wait, you're... Hold on. Basically skipping a Bachelor season. Like, and then go, doing Bachelor after the Bachelorette. Oh. That's what someone said. Okay, I don't know okay. if that's true. And I want to hear... I, I can't, like, figure yes, it out. Yes, yes, yes. Because Katie, they said Katie's going to be summer and then Bachelor in Paradise and then Michelle in the fall, I think. Well, that's exciting. I know. Because... Honest to God, Bachelorette's so much better. So much better. So much better by we a can mile. Just, we can just just completely steamroll through those men, <laughs> those, those male contestants. All those men. And honestly, like, again, what, what, what have we seen success in? Truly. Like, no shade, but over the past few years, like, we're seeing That's success. what I was thinking. I was like, maybe they're like, our hope is the Bachelorette. Yeah, so we're just going to double down on Bachelorette season so that we have more successful love stories and that we don't enrage, continue to enrage Chris Harrison. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. we might as well get into that tea since we're on the topic. Yes, let's get into that tea. I did want to take a moment before we dive in. Yes. Um, just because last week we had pre-recorded numerous episodes um and then the shooting happened um and i just wanted to take a moment to just recognize the like just the absolute horror of that it was a hate crime it was a racially motivated hate crime um yes do you mind if i say something about that for a second You know, people were saying like, oh, well, he didn't. He didn't intend to hurt those people because they were Asian. Like it was because he claimed that he had a sex addiction, which that's like a whole other thing. Yes. But regardless, I feel like what people have been missing is that. When you create like jokes and media tropes um about groups of people mm-hmm. that contributes to dehumanization mm-hmm. and like those are tactics that we've used for years like in war in order to dehumanize the other side making little nicknames like making little jokes all those little things contribute to dehumanization in our brains mm-hmm. and there's a million of them um out there that you can easily see in movies, TV shows, jokes in pop culture, on the radio and all of that about 
Asian people. And all of that like contributes to viewing people with a lesser value. So mm-hmm. like when this person chose, when this murderer chose who they were going to target, like you can't pretend as if all of those different things feeding in did not motivate this person to kill these people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all that is a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's sick and disgusting. Mm-hmm. And the fetishization of Asian yes. women. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely horrific. And I just wanted to take a moment and specifically send so much love and just like, I know prayers always sound so stupidly insignificant, but just know that we're thinking about you, um, to like our, uh, Asian American, to our native Hawaiian, our Pacific Islander broads, um, in the next like week or two, have an amazing guest coming on. She's going to be coming on and we're going to be talking about this. And um, yeah, just wanted to have a moment to just send love. And yeah, there's no, I mean, there's no words truly. Um, but it's something that, you know, we want to continue to talk about, especially in the words of Michaela, how to be the best co-conspirators um, for our AA um, NHPI broads. Um, yeah. Also, how about like stricter gun laws? Also, there's that. Like, also, there's that. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, um, anywho, I know we're, we're getting into all this tea and all this bachelor yeah, today's news episode and all that. is not going to dive in further, but we're going to have an episode that is going to be, but we're going to, further. and it's going to be either next week or the following week. And so just wanted to, and I appreciate you taking time for acknowledgement. Yeah. I just wanted to, to make sure that, like I said, we had rec- pre-recorded these episodes last week and I just wanted to just acknowledge that and send our love and yeah. So, oh, no easy transition. I'm glad that you that you always take time to acknowledge in the beginning of the conversation because I think that it is good to be like we're not ignoring this like no. we're not pretending like any of this didn't happen and we're going to take time to talk through these issues mm-hmm. further and shed more light and awareness on these issues and anyway yeah yeah and really looking forward to the guests that we have coming on yeah you, know, you all Yay. will love her thanks a Jess. lot yeah. All right. Well, um, okay. So, what are we going to be talking about today, though? So, okay. like you said, we're going to talk about Chris Harrison. We're going to talk about some other Bachelor Nation just news. Who's hanging with who? What's going on? Yes, we on. need to talk about Chris Harrison. We need to talk about Matt James. We need to talk about Kelly and Peter. Um, we need to talk about Bennett and whatever he is doing on Instagram these days. Speaking of Kelly. <laughs> Speaking of Kelly. Um, and, uh, oh, Barb, a couple a couple Bachelor Nation Just news goofy. pieces. Um, and then we do want to have a conversation about all the news surrounding David, David Dobrik recently. Oh, yeah, we're going to hop into some YouTube stuff because Jess and I, we've gone down the rabbit hole a little bit before. Did we ever talk about the... Logan Paul stuff. We did, didn't we? We did a little bit. It's like a long time ago. This is a long time ago. Listen, Becca and I, I think might, it might shock some of you, but we are secret like YouTube connoisseurs. Like we do know a fair amount. (laughs) We do know a fair amount about the YouTube world. Honestly, I can't keep up with it though because YouTube is like too fast moving. Like when I, 
when I uh, hop on the YouTube and I'm trying to figure out all the tea, the, the tea channels, like the big YouTube tea cha- channels, I don't know how these people sleep. The amount of content that they have to put out That's a problem. every like two hours is wild. That's the problem. YouTube is long form content. Like it's not mm-hmm. like Instagram with like a photo and maybe yes. like a second, like a 60 minute. People are coming out with like 18 minute apology videos and like 30 minute calling out videos and like referencing a video that was 12 minutes like for oh it's just it's a lot to keep up on but we try we do try i do try that's kind of it's kind of a side hobby of mine (laughs) we thought that this was really important to shed light on because i think david dobrik is doing everything he can to try to keep to try to keep his um dark secrets in the closet and we are ready to air out that dirty david dobrik and i think there was i think there was a legit uh, episode maybe like eight months ago where we talked maybe i don't know if it was now sometimes i mix up if we're like on mic or off mic oh but i feel like there was an episode where we had a couple hot takes about things and david dobrik's name got brought up and i remember you and i joking about being like oh god we're about to get attacked by david dobrik david dobrik stands i I don't even remember that yeah i think it was briefly mentioned that i was like i have some issues with david dobrik um and it's been a, a long time feeling for me. And now all this is coming to the I surface. I if you brought it up when we were talking about Logan Paul. Probably. Or Jake Paul or whoever the freak we were talking about. Probably. Probably. I know I got all like all of this started for me because my little sister watched like she was watch, uh, watching all these YouTubers. Not so much anymore, but numerous years ago. She would be watching all this and she'd be talking about it all the time. So like, of course, I'm like, okay, well, if the younger generation, like I got to stay, <laughs> stay keyed in. And you, then I went down the whole rabbit hole and now I, you know. I mean, a lot of them are falling from grace right now, like, or have fallen from grace. Like it's, it's you, you know, them. it's, yeah, it's always kind of shocking when like Jake Paul is the one like kind of doing the least problematic stuff on YouTube. Yeah. When, when Logan Paul who was, I think, maybe one of the original YouTubers who had the full fall from grace after the horrific suicide forest situation. Oh my God, I remember the day that that happened. Yeah, and that was, I don't remember how many years ago that was now. It was was like four years. I was nannying at the time. Yeah, but now he's the one who's like doing, like, I'll use- He's the one with the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I mean, it's it just not it just does not compare with some of these other people at the moment. No, like it's it's just wild. Like, Shane Dawson, Shane oh Dawson, God. James Charles. Even though you know that's not like he's not. Losing. No, he's still rocking. He's and still rolling. rock and rolling. But like uh, Jenna Marbles took herself offline. Um, you know, there and then and then I think I feel like the whole oh Jeffrey Star. I feel like the whole um thing really started to crumble again when the whole like. James Charles, Jeffree Star, Tati thing started like two years ago. And it's just been downhill or uphill, depending on your perspective ever since. Yeah. For me, uphill. Uphill. Absolutely. Accountability. Drama. Yep. 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 Um, So (laughs) before we get into uh, all the YouTube stuff, because, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Mm. Um, Should we should we hit a quick Batch Nation piece before we um, have a moment? Yeah. So... Okay, first and foremost, I would like to discuss what is happening, the current Chris Harrison happenings. Okay, 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 okay. This was, like, shocking to me, to be honest. All right. I always had the understanding that the girls were going to, you know, do their little takeover for this season. Yes. And then Chris was going to be back. 
Like yes. that's what I thought was going to happen. Yes. I'm not I'm not making any comments on like how I feel or whatever. Just saying that's what I that's what I assumed was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's what I had heard being buzzed about the town. Well, now there is new <laughs> drama. <laughs> so, new drama. Page six released a little thing about Chris Harrison. Mm-hmm. And basically he is lawyering up. Power lawyer, they said. Yes, I love when they use the word power attorney. I was just like, what? What does that even mean? The same lawyer lawyer who represented someone in their dispute with America's Got Talent. Oh, Gabrielle Union. I don't even know what the dispute. I don't know who that is. I don't. We. You don't. Oh, I love Gabrielle Union. Chris Harrison has the same lawyer and a friend of Harrison's. Do you think this is Lauren Zima? I like to believe that Lauren Zima is feeding Page Six this news. You know what? That fully makes sense. I did it, not tap into that when I was reading this article. And yes, now a thousand percent, the friend of Chris Harrison has to be Lauren Zima. Right? She has all the connections to all of the drama, all the of the outlets. The, she would even know like which outlets. one to go to. Mm-hmm. She has the relationship with everybody. And with him. Mm-hmm. So Chris has had a spotless record for 20 years, says the friend. I'm using air quotes. He has always been the good company man. The good company man. I mean, I believe that. But after the way he's been treated by producers and executives over the past couple of weeks, he's run out of cheeks to turn. The dramatic the level of drama. He's did run out okay, of cheeks you know to what, turn. Okay, you know what I believe, truly? What? I, now that you're saying that Lauren Zima contacted, I truly believe that Chris Harrison wrote, wrote this. The, and because it sounds, like something, it sounds like something from one of his romantic novels. Absolutely. Yes. The pal added... The pal. I like the pal. What I a know. strange way to refer to like an pal? friend. Yeah. <laughs> now he's ready to tell the truth about how things really work over there. And he has plenty of evidence to back it up. I mean, it. this is about to burn, everybody. Like, it is about to burn. Becca sent me the, the Elmo on fire emoji. Like, this, what is about to go down, truly? Because like you said, I was under the impression that Caitlin, Tasha were going to take over for Chris for a minute. And I brought up to you that I was like what I was on ed- feeling on edge about was the fact that, again, Katie, a white woman, uh-huh. is getting Tasha and uh, Caitlin. But then Michelle, a black woman, what mm. now Chris Harrison's going to be back? Like mm. that just felt I don't know. Like I just I didn't feel right about that. Um, but. Here's, but he's going to do the work, Jess. He's going to do the work. <laughs> he's going to do the work. But here's the thing. So many people who we all want to see on Bachelor in Paradise have been very vocal about saying they are not comfortable with Chris Harrison hosting. So I'm wondering if now ABC, the producers of The Bachelor, are stuck in the situation where it's like everyone's favorites are saying, I'm not comfortable going on Bachelor in Paradise. And they're like, well, shit. Yeah, but I wonder. I mean. And Chris Harrison's like. I wonder how many people would actually put the money where their mouth is if Chris was hosting for Paradise. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to believe a lot, but who really knows? The irony is, is that this attorney repped Gabrielle Union um, and her dispute against America's Got Talents after she complained of racism in a toxic toxic environment on the talent show. And then was let go as a judge. And now this person's defending Chris Harrison? Well, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? I mean, who fucking knows? Well, the thing that's kind of wild is that, like, obviously, that what we're the discussion we're having is about Chris Harrison 
losing his goddamn mind in his interview with Rachel Lindsay and seeing the true colors, you know. Well, no, what I, what I mean by behind the scenes is I'm saying like, basically, maybe he has receipts of like the kind of racist shit, direct receipts of the kind of racist shit that's going on behind the scenes. So maybe he's gonna, yeah, so maybe he's gonna come out and be like, oh, really? You're gonna fire me after like I had this interview? Oh, let's talk about what your entire production and your entire show has been doing for the last 25 years. Let's let's talk about that and bring proof. That's what I bet he's trying to do. Yes. Like, I bet he's not going to talk about his personal mistreatment. I bet he's going to be like, oh, you want to know about like this, this and that? Oh, here's texts from Mike Fleiss. Here's this and that. Like, let's talk about how uh, let's talk about how anti-racist The Bachelor really is. I bet that's what he's going to try to bring to the table. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, do you think that producers, everyone is going to be like, uh, we're so sorry and like back down and just like let him jump into it per norm? Or do you think we're going to go into like a full board courtroom situation? One can pray this will be war. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> We might not have a show at the end of this. That's what I'm really hoping for. I'm hoping he burns it to the fucking ground because who knows like this, this, the next couple years. I mean, remember, um, Jessica and Yadu, she's like, this is going to be about burning the institution to the ground. Yes. Like maybe the The age old institution of the United States media, the bachelor. (gasps) Oh my God. You're so right. So who knows? I mean, all go up in flames. I mean, I am I am on the edge of my seat fascinated. I I really think that that's what he's going to try to bring. I also which makes sense, right? Like what else would he try to like lawyer up for? That's true. Like what? Yeah. What is he going to say? Like he's just going to be like, like he said, he's been a good good company man. Like that's not much of an argument. And I don't think this attorney would pick up the case. That's very true. That's very true. Oh my God! <laughs> what? Yeah, you know what? Yes, I hope it gets burnt to the ground because straight up, it's like, oh God, yeah. You gotta even wonder if, like, who knows who's gonna get like brought in? Like, what if Matt James is going to be like on Chris Harrison's side? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, not on his side, but but like, I wonder if some of the leads are, gonna are going to Chris? be not defend Chris, but be like, yeah, there's some, you know, like. Cause, cause I, cause I get, I sort of get where that's coming from. If it's like, this was my fuck up and these are all the fuck ups that have been happening in the dark. You know what I mean? So like, I could see certain cast members being like, yeah, this is what was said to me. Or yes, this not is what coming was done out, to not me. Not coming out to defend or justify. Just no, be like, but be yes, like you're a hypocrite. Is, yeah, is absolute yeah, this is, shit. This but is then per- let's talk about production. This is production. the definition of performative by ABC. Wow. If they're going to remove this yep. host, even though they have this laundry list of all their wrongdoings that they have never taken accountability for. Oh, my God. You know? Yep. 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 Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I mean, I will say, too, I did notice... Um, in an interview recently that Matt James did specifically say like it, again this Matt James words not mine Matt James uh, that he said that he hopes that Chris Harrison is brought back on to continue hosting after he has done the work and after being called in sure. and all this so he brought that up I thought that was interesting um, 
especially considering some of the things that we observed in the sure. the, the the final episode where Chris wonder, Harrison like, was being so scary. But it makes you wonder what maybe was going on behind the scenes yeah. with Matt. And so maybe Matt's like Chris Harrison. That's the tip of the iceberg. He's always nice to me. I wonder if there's a if there's a piece of like, and this is again just these are theories Conjecturing. around. But like, if there's a piece of like with the dynamic with Chris, it's like, he's this host that pops in and pops out. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't have, cause most everybody that I read was saying like, I don't have any like specifically negative yeah, experiences sure. with Chris. Like he seemed fine. He came in, he talked, but I wonder if like, again, how Rachel Lindsay brought up that she knows for a fact that Matt James was not exactly. comfortable with the, with exactly. the footage of him and his father airing. Like if Matt is now feeling like, Oh, I thought I had these friendships in production and I was completely exploited. Exactly. Huh. So it makes you wonder how this will all play out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, you know, and then there, and then there's now this weird tie-in with everything that's going on with how Matt James, what has been going with Matt James on Instagram the past couple days. Okay, wait, one more thing before yes. we get into that, because I want to talk about that. Yes. You, the Unfortunately, I think what might happen, and this is the worst case scenario, is that there might be an out-of-court settlement with a lot of hush money for Chris. I mean, not if we make enough stink about it. You know what I'm saying? If the people are just like... I mean, it would like... It it wouldn't absolve him, but I think it would shift the public eye, you know, away from him to be like, oh, no, he's actually part of this whole institution. Yeah, he's one of the... He's one of the pieces of what this entire... What did they call him? The Meghan Markle thing? Oh, the firm. The firm. He's part of the firm. He's one of the members of the firm. No, he's not one of the members of the firm. He's just a. He's, he's just one of the, one royal of the royals. family. Now, another unfortunate case scenario would be if this all happens, we find out all this behind the state, like the behind the scenes shit. Everyone from the Bachelor franchise, like behind the scenes production wise, gets fired, and then Chris Harrison <laughs> takes it on himself, and everyone's just like. Well, cool. Um, <laughs> so I, now he's the main, okay. he's the head guy. He's the nucleus of this whole thing. Oh, Lord in heaven. I'm going to look more, later I'm going to look more into that Gabrielle Union thing because I want to find out what ended up happening with that case and if she yeah, me got too. a bunch of cash or like what the hell happened. I remember, I remember like now that you say that, I remember hearing, I, I'm not, I don't watch that show so I wasn't really sure like what was going no, on. No, you don't watch trash reality TV like America's Got Talent. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Only good TV around here. <laughs> Only YouTubers jokes, jokes. and The Bachelor, yeah. honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, some Love Island. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah wild okay well either anyway, way i want to talk about now i want to talk about matt but before we talk about matt can we take a quick yes quick little pause um so i gotta ask myself broads how or i guess why i'll say why have i gone my entire adult life settling for good enough when it comes to period care don't our bodies deserve more than that we shouldn't have to pick and choose between longevity leak proof eco-friendly all that when it comes to period care we should be able to have it all but now thanks to flex there's finally period care products that check all the boxes body safe made for comfort better for the environment Flex Fit products, they do it all. Oh my God. Ooh. So I've been using the Flex Cup for a while, um, but I recently started trying the Flex Disc and this is pretty cool. The Flex Disc can be worn for up to 12 hours. It holds as much flow as three super tampons. So already that's amazing mm -hmm. and I, I need that protection. But 
get this. And this is why I love it. This is incredible because cups can't do this. Discs are the only period care product on the market that allows you to have mess-free period sex. Yes. Yes. Like literally on your white sheets, you're good. No mess. I promise. And the disc itself... It's almost like a mix between a cup and a tampon, but it's flexible, so it sits perfectly flat inside your body. It's like you aren't wearing anything at all. It's really cool. It is the future, truly. And like, you know, not to overshare, I'm just going to say this. Yes, broads. All the above. It's 100% true. I recently tried it, and it is incredible. Um, And also, too, like if the cup is more your style, the Flex Cup is the best one out there. It's got a patented pull tab that makes removing it super easy. And of course, it lasts for years and has helped me a ton with PMS symptoms like cramps i'm a customer for life that's for sure guys say goodbye to cramps put sex back on the table and lend mother nature a hand go to flexfits.com slash chatty and use code chatty for 20 percent off the flex disc starter kits or you can get 10 percent off your first flex cup love plus free free u.s shipping that's code chatty at flex F-L-E-X fits, F-I-T-S dot com slash chatty. Flexfits dot com slash chatty. Broads, I uh, I made a big, huge mistake today. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, it's just as much of a hassle as I remember. I'm talking about the post office. Oh my God, I have to go next week for or this week for passport stuff. I'm so sorry the line was out the door. It was, <laughs> it was a nightmare. I don't know. I didn't see, I didn't have the passport situation. I don't know what compelled me to do this oh my because God. come on, like I just, why would I ever want to do this? could easily go online and do it with stamps.com yeah, come on stick to that, so ta- yeah, take it from me stick to stamps.com i mean i'm never going back stamps.com <laughs> literally brings the post office to you you can easily use your own computer to print official u.s postage 24 7 for any letter any package any class of mail anywhere you want to send and when you're ready to go just schedule a super simple pickup and the job is done done stamps.com could not make it easier on you and uh, not only is mailing and shipping easier than ever you're going to save a ton of money and you'll get access to discounts up to 40 percent off post office rates and 62 percent off ups shipping rates what are you waiting for we beck and i both use it been using it for years actually oh, and it's just like oh it's just such a lifesaver stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead there's no risk and with our promo code chatty you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click on the mic at the top of the homepage. type in chatty that's stamps.com promo code chatty stamps.com never go to the post office again mm-hmm. okay okay so in matt james news a few days ago matt james deleted all of his posts on he instagram he fully pulled a colton except I would have, I mean, as soon as I saw that he deleted all of his posts, I was imagining a lot of it came from an incredible amount of hate after the season. I mean, when I was just glancing through his comments, it was absolutely atrocious to me. Like, just all of that. Also, something, uh, another thing that came out too is that that's associated with Rachel Kirk Cannell is oh that. Oh my God her that this facebook group started that was just called like i love rachel kirk or like i support i stand by her yeah or or something something like that and i stand by her she's she's (laughs) it was like like, what are you talking she was yeah so (laughs) so basically this this facebook group started and it got a lot of members really quickly and apparently it just became a forum for hatred and racism spewing towards matt james 
Um, and then someone saw that one of the admins was her mom, was her mother. Now, Rachel actually spoke out about this on her Instagram story, which I have to say props to her because yes. usually the move for everyone is just like, hush, hush, let yeah. it slip on and by. It, and apparently whoever contacted Rachel about this Facebook group, Rachel got the group deleted and like, you know, her mom's not in it anymore and whatever. And um, I, she she did respond back to someone saying, you know, like, I'm not like not an excuse for my actions, but, you know, I'm not. My she parents. said on her story, yeah, she was like, please don't confuse. Like, I, I can't, she was basically, like, I can't control what my family does. Yeah. Which I've kind of said before where I'm like, people are pointing to like her mom and her, her dad or what they do. And I'm like, dude, I can't control what my parents do either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would think that a combination, th- at least this is what was my process, is a combination of all the hate that Matt was getting personally combined with hearing about all of that which i can't imagine how like unbelievably devastating that would be to i'm sure like i mean first of all we know that he met her family yeah and like i'm sure when they were dating for numerous months off that he'd have conversations with her family and then to find out this like facebook bullshit like all of that it was almost like my brain was like oh he's just wiping the slate clean um I'd also imagine like it's just it's got to suck to be pitted against like your ex and someone that you're still trying to get over like in public, you know, like pitted yeah. against like you're either on Rachel's side or Matt's side. Yes. Like that's got to suck. I'm sure yeah. he's just like, dude, we. I just want to move on. And something I have to appreciate about Matt, he's been posting all this weird cryptic shit on his story from his Twitter. And I have to say, I kind of love it because I sort of like I sort of. I, I don't understand where he's coming, I, what he's going through, but I also sort of feel him. I'm like, yeah, man, like I see you. you're kind of going off the deep end right now. But I'm like, it's there's something sort of amusing to me because I'm like, I know that like through this and I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but I know that like going through this for him, like I know that in a year or two, Matt's going to have like such a deeper sense of self and like who he is and what he wants. And I saw an interview or something where he was like, I'm not going to be dating at all. Like I need to work on myself. Mm-hmm. And I I love it because what we're seeing from Matt is like, he's not being like a clout goblin. Like he does not want, he has like, he's had a taste of this fame and he knows the darkness that comes with it. And he's like, I got to wash my hands clean and well, do some soul searching. And on top of that, like, like talk about not being a clout goblin, like the man barely posted on Instagram in general, like even his Insta stories, he'd only typically post himself skateboarding and like the like hydroponic gardens or whatever he was working on. <laughs> like, I mean, and then the occasional cheese board uh, or like his lunchable thing. And, you know, Tyler Cameron was the one who's like, who's like, like chasing after all that merch. I don't think Matt James posts about it once. <laughs> like this, he he's just, uh, well, but then, but then he starts posting, like you said, all this cryptic stuff <laughs> and everyone's just like, what is going on? So at first he posts a date. Yeah. March 21, 21. Yes. Everyone's like, March 21, 21. Which <laughs> that was, was yesterday. yesterday. Okay. Not sure. And then he starts posting. I'm going to read through these um, talking about people looked up. And what I saw in the Twitter thread was that March 21st is like international and like racial discrimination day or something. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So he posted that. But still, like, (laughs) you have to do a little bit of deep digging to figure out that if that is what why he's posting it. Right. 
Um, maybe it was a personal anniversary of something. Like, we don't know, right? Like, well, don't know why he's posting on his Twitter, but go for it, Matt. Yeah. Uh, and then he posts about non-fungible tokens. Um, and he oh, starts God. this thread... And he said, as I've been learning about NFTs, non-fungible tokens, came across the story of a coup. This entire message really resonated with me, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. And he tags this person. Um, he says, I've been as I've been learning about NFTs, a key takeaway for me is community over money. My story will eventually be told, hashtag NFTs. A lot of people have been asking me about <laughs> NFTs, if I ever made an NFT, if it would have to tell my real story. And then the next one is a community is built by being authentic. Hashtag NFTs. And so my man, <laughs> well, I don't, first of all, I'm like, I appreciate that you also don't understand what an this NFT is, is like myself. This is someone going off the rails, which I uh, love and appreciate. I but. see. Okay. But see, but then one of the broads left this theory, yeah, I know, I which this. is actually very, very interesting theory. Okay. Yeah. Because if Matt James... He's leaving us breadcrumbs. Yes. 321. Yes. Is that the NFT code? He's leaving, us, he's leaving us these breadcrumbs. He's talking about how the key takeaway is going to be community over money, right? Because I don't know if you've gotten into the NFTs, but like how horrible they are for the environment. There's so much shit with crypto and all this. It's What? Yeah. How? How are we I, bad for the environment? I'm not even going to... all internet stuff? That's what I thought. And I'm like, how does that make sense? If you dive into... Maybe we should have someone to explain this because it's wild. You got to Google is it. A, what, okay, what is an NFT? Okay, an NFT, you know what? I'm going to actually like literally just give you the definition so that I don't sound like an absolute idiot. Like, I don't even know what fungible is. Okay. And what the fuck is a token? Like, so, oh, when someone says token, I think Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, I wish. You could make an NFT of a Chuck E. Cheese uh, What does token. that mean? Is it an image? What? <laughs> um, so non-fungible token or NFT are cryptographic assets on blockchain with unique identification What's blockchain? Codes There's too many words. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> data that distinguish them from each other. Unlike cryptocurrencies, they cannot be traded or exchanged. Um, so basically... So the one person has it. Because, yeah, so this is, or you can make a few copies of it, whatever. But what you could do is literally you and I could do this right now. And someone could take a screenshot of it and sell it as an NFT. Why? I don't know why people are doing this. There was an NFT that was just sold for like $18 million. And it was like some guy's art piece. And it's not physical. It's only online. And I don't know, like, I don't. My small non-financial brain does not understand how this is like exploding like it is. Is this just like a new, I mean, it's cryptocurrency. So I guess it's just a new form of like, like a hundred dollar bill. It's just a piece of paper. Like a hundred dollar bill isn't even so, worth anything so, unless you give it worth. But like, check this shit out. Uh, but it's King, not true. You can't trade it or exchange it. I mean, you can't use it as currency. Correct. So, so Kings of Leon just sold their album as an NFT. So someone owns... So do they now own the copyright laws? No, it's like it's separate. That's why I, I like I don't I don't quite get it. But I'm assuming when Matt James is talking about the NFT, the it's key, like, this is like made up. This is like a kid's game, you know, where I don't you're get like, it. I'm like, oh, wait, where what you're world like, are my, where what you're like, world am I living in? That's like when you're a kid and you're like, here's a rock. It's worth two million dollars. Yes. And so, you just make it up and then it's a thing. Correct. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Correct. So. I'm guessing when Matt James is talking about that his key takeaway is community is better is bigger than money is that I know right now there are a lot of like really big celebrities who are like 
just raking in tons of money by selling a random like NFT, like photo of themselves doing something like whatever, just all this shit. So like what can you can you like screenshot the NFT and then like distribute it? No, you it's if it's like this is what I don't get about NFTs. Like, for example, could I like am I missing the point or like could we sell like an NFT that's just like us naked and then only one person could have it? Yes, even though other people can see it and they can technically screenshot it, but they don't own it. So you and I could probably sell every episode of this podcast as an NFT and yet continue to have ads on it and it's ours and we have the IP, but like they own the I, I don't I don't So get it can it. be like any form of digital media file. Like it could yes, be Yes, I thought at first that it was just like a graphic, but I've heard now recently that like it's also it can be video. It is for sure video, but also audio as well. Is this going to be one of those things where like I wish I had bought an NFT? I mean, more than bought an NFT is probably wish that you would sold. Capitalized on it while I was NFTs. a thing. Okay, honey, Evan, get on this, But it's sweetie. just like, again, don't come for me because I might not, I don't, I, I don't. Let's have the chatty bros do. Let's I don't have them get make all an NFT. Shit. But there's something that seems so shady to me. Like, it's just like, I guess if you want, if someone wants it and they want to spend the money on feeling like they own this piece, but it just feels like a way to like, if you're if you're an artist, that's one thing. You're selling like a graphic. Like there's all these artists who are doing NFTs that I think that's really cool. But like random celebrities being like, here's I'm making like here's a photo of me. Like I think Lindsay Lohan just sold one for a ton of money recently. And I think but it's maybe because I just don't I just don't understand it. But sell also like, <laughs> now on <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> do we get it do we understand so anyway okay but okay but here's the thing though i think when he, matt james is saying okay. the key takeaway is the community over money i think what it has to do with is i mean again this is just my this is just my guesses is that uh that maybe it's having something to do with like because he does care about environmental things that it has something to do with the environment and oh. like he's maybe saying that he's going to put out an nft and oh. letting us know he's going to put out an nft but okay. he believes that what the importance of nfts are is it maybe just to like make all this money but to actually tell a story mm. um the community as he said the community right yeah and so now we had a broad and i am so sorry that i don't have your name on this screenshot and i'm very i feel very sad about this but please let us know give yourself the credit for this please um but this broad said okay so here's my theory nfts are encrypted digital files that can guarantee authenticity for a video work of art etc my guess is that matt is going to take advantage of the nft craze and create one with his story told in his words mm. and share it before his contract is up and doesn't give an f about being sued by abc mm. basically if he does it in this form then it means that his story can't be uh, messed with or taken out of context the okay. way abc is messed with him and so many other people again it's just my theory and could be 10,000 percent wrong i just feel bad for now that he's being treated and I hope he gets to tell his story and go on with living his Wait, life in so peace so why would he be able to release his story as an nft and not get sued by abc i think that he would get sued okay like i guess i just don't understand of why he would distribute it as an nft versus like just with any publication maybe because it's the craze of the nft and maybe he's mm. getting involved in it a little bit but he's saying like if we're going to be doing nfts there should be um like meaning behind it okay well not just random like wait like a random way to make cash when i saw him post this i went through like the okay as always, there's different sectors as the, of the internet and different purposes behind each platform. So I think one thing that he's probably 
thinking in his own mind right now. And one of the reasons he probably deleted all his posts from social media is because, you know, he was saying like, it's about community over money and Mm -hmm. authenticity over money. And he's probably trying to like, I'm sure I feel like he's in like a period of going through his own like enlightenment journey of just finding who he is and all that. So I feel like he's probably rejecting the commodity of Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like I have made all of these followers and can now make all of this cash off of this traumatic experience that I had, or I can like pursue something different. Mm. And Mm -hmm. this account that he tagged Aku dreams or Aku, Aku, I don't know how to say that. This is something that I've seen on Instagram before and other social media platforms, which is like the convergence of like something like NFTs or like Instagram to develop like a world. And that's what this Aku Dreams account sort of is. It's like a narrative about like a character. Mm. And it's very like, I was talking about this with one of my old nanny moms because she was telling me about an artist that's on Instagram. I think it's connected to... I just went down the rabbit hole. There's like artists who will sort of create these like dreamscapes like on Instagram Mm -hmm. almost incorporating like one main character in their digital art. And then we'll start to branch out and create like a graphic novel for the character Mm -hmm. or actual figurines. And it sort of becomes like this whole world. And that seems like what the creator of Aku Dreams is trying to accomplish. And that specifically is about like, um, like a character who's black who it becomes an astronaut, like a kid. Okay. And so I think like Matt's just, I don't think, I don't know if he's going to release a story as an NFT. I see it almost more as him like unpacking like these new forms of interacting with people that Mm. decommodifies his human experience Mm. and turns it into something like being a part of something greater Mm. rather than Mm -hmm. basically turning into another influencer. Oh, I don't I know. That was kind saying. of like gibberish, but based on the account he tagged and stuff, like I think he's interested in developing like a way to share like his human experience that might even be shifted away from his personal experience, but into like I don't know, like maybe he's interested in going into this world of like art and yeah, maybe and expressing his experience through some other channel, maybe, but. Just based on like if you go through that account yeah, and go account. through who sure, created sure. the account and like through it's who created that account is uh, account is through um these things called art angels who like do graphic art stuff and this other account called Nifty Gateway that's a marketplace for rare digital artwork and uh, like okay yeah I don't know I don't I'm not in that whole <laughs> world but it seems like he's dipping his toes in it seems like it and I think that that's the kind of funny thing and why I kind of like I'm smiling at Matt is because I think like a like a lot of people are going to be like like Matt's going to release I think I think Matt doesn't want to talk about his bachelor experience right now yeah like, I think he's more interested in developing, like, a community of people and, and achieving a higher knowledge, like, about himself well, and the had, world around he him. He had a lot of things that he was doing before he yeah. started going, before he came on this show. And it seems that it was not a great experience. Yeah. And so maybe it's just, like, I I just want to go back to what I was doing. And now, because of his fame and followers, there's, there is always more of an opportunity to be able to do more things that you're interested in doing. And no shade to Tyler. I think that Matt isn't actually as interested in being the main character of his own platform as like other people. I'm the same way. I like being the main character of my platform. I don't think Matt wants 
to be that. Mm. I think he wants to create things and be the one standing behind it. That's the sense that okay. I get from him. I just really did a character analysis based on very little information, but <laughs> well, you you just watch him for an entire season. Yeah, and kind of his social media before, like I just mm -hmm. think he's not interested in taking center stage. And I think that that now probably with his experience, like being harassed on the TV show and then online following the TV show, I don't think, I think he's, I think he's had his foray with being the famous personal individual yeah we'll see what happens we'll see i mean that definitely makes sense he's to back me. on in a week he's like selling <laughs> sweatbands or whatever you know or what are those called so, the sweat waist things you know <laughs> Wait, sweet sweet sweat what are those colton used to sell them where it was like you do ads for oh them where you God. like you wear it around your waist when you're working out and it like helps you like sweat around your abdomen and supposedly like burn fat or something oh okay i'm like i'm like you mean a waist trainer <laughs> That's, That's how you're in skims. He's just like <laughs> looking gorge. <laughs> anyway, all right, that was enough. I went on a little weird little tangent. Well, about that. like I said, and, and honestly, like please do not come from with the NFT shit because I really don't know. I've been really trying to listen to things to try to get info on you're it listening because and learning and growing. I'm about trying. NFTs. I'm really trying, and I still really don't get it. And I apologize, <laughs> but I'm really trying, and I don't. I still don't get it. I still don't get it. He also said, make sure you're happy in real life today. Uh, yeah, I saw that. That made my I'm not sad. mad, but I bet I look happy on the internet, okay? And that's what matters. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so... Okay, so in other Bachelor news, let's talk about... Um, let's talk about Kelly on... Caitlin Bristow's podcast off the vine. I just want to let everybody know mm, I didn't listen to this. that Caitlin Bristow had Kelly on and Kelly kind of just spilled the whole tea about her and Pete's relationship. Um, basically, <laughs> here are the bullet points. Yeah, give it to me. Um, Kelly was invited by producers to come to After the Final Rose for Pete's season. She still does not know why they invited her. Oh, my God. When she was in the audience, I forgot about that. Remember that? Yeah. So I think that they were trying to, like, stir up some drama. She had bumped into him at, like, a football game. Yeah, and they huh? kind of had, like, a... I'm sure they bumped into each other at their hotel room that night, too. <laughs> yeah. But he, I guess he asked her, he's like... He said something to her like, did you ever really like me? And like they started getting into it. But did you like like me? But did yeah. you like really like like me or like yeah. were you there for the fame? And she, I guess, went on the show, she said, because she was considering going on the show, but she was on the fence. And then when she ran into yeah. him at that wedding and they started yeah. talking, she was like, this is destiny. Yeah. Like I actually met him in real life, you know, whatever. Okay, I get that. Uh, me too. And so... Then they started obviously dating again and um, sh basically like she wasn't, she didn't directly say this, but what it very much sounded like was that it probably was a cheating situation. Yeah. She did make it clear that he likes to party a, a lot, lot yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot. And I think she probably like was okay with some, but it was constant i.e. all these videos of pete that we see in random people's apartments all the time um and okay. yeah ah, never mind i don't think i should speculate on this on on the podcast but oh my god what are you gonna say cut this okay well we didn't want to get sued so we cut that out <laughs> you're just gonna have to speculate um i don't want chris harrison and the bachelor crew coming for my ass no i'm basically saying like i think there might be some issues behind the scenes yeah we'll who see. knows 
it's clear that there's some issues there's some broke up, so. um so uh so then she said and which was like the some of the heaviest tea part of it is that she said they never like they dated and they broke up and they bumped into each other they never officially got back together again um and pete caitlin said if Peter was ever in like a, you know, a legal situation where he needed some advice because of her, you know, being a lawyer, she's like, if he reached out to you, what would you do? And she's like, I wouldn't pick up the call. So doesn't seem like it's a smooth ending. Yeah. Amicable, right? (laughs) Sounds like they are, they have a good relationship. So my guessy Wessie is that probably they broke up because of his partying. They bumped into each other again and probably started to hook up. And then he was like probably leading her along or yeah, leading her on or something, whatever. And then it was just like, she probably tried to make it work a couple times. Oh wait, I didn't even know they got back together after they broke up. Like they were spotted together. Yeah. That's right. I forgot with other people like from Bachelor Nation together. Yeah. Yeah. Like they saw that they were at the same bar. But then they were also then looked like they were alone at some place. So it's probably one of those things that like she kind of keeps going back to him. They have no, a special I've, connection. I've they probably been there. Have, they got really good chemistry and he's probably just being Peter and she's just like no more. Um, and she said she's open to going on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, God. Kelly. No, stop. She well, she seems like she probably wants to go on. And I know someone who wants her to be there. <gasps> stop. I can't. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. I can't. I can't. OK, let's talk about it. Um, one of the most in one of the most disturbing <laughs> things that I've seen from Bachelor Nation in a very long time. Um, Kelly, being the lawyer that you are, I highly suggest <laughs> filing a restraining order prior to Paradise. Um, guys, we need to talk about Bennett. Someone come get him, Bennett. Okay, the we've had discussions on this podcast before about Bennett's social media presence and how just wacky sauce it is. Okay. It's wild. Who is he? I don't know Becca. And I'm starting to like, I'm like, am I, is this all a joke? And I'm just not getting it. Like, I get that. That's he, what makes him so scary. I don't know what's I happening. Don't know. And I feel like normally you and I can you and I can pick up on shit pretty well. Like we can <sighs> get when there's when you're trying to be funny or whatever. And sometimes he'll then say he goes, "Oh, you know me. I'm just messing around." Da da da. But you're like, but this there's a line that you cross that you're like, this. I get you trying to be funny, but then there are some videos that are. Uh, well, and even like, okay, when he sang that, when he, when he did the, I didn't know if he was being serious. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. And then, but then when I was looking at the comments from people, it seemed like he was being serious. No, but yeah, no, exactly. He seemed like he was actually kind of defensive, right? but like trying to be funny so, while being so defensive. You see, so like, you see the video and that's the thing with Bennett. So you see the video and you go, there's no way this is for real, right? This has to be him being funny. And then you read the caption and then his comments to people and him getting defensive or like appreciating people for complimenting him. It's like, wait a second. What is happening? I don't know. And but it also seems like if he was tagged in, okay, one it was i was looking i was looking at his tag right now to see if because wasn't there okay basically he was talking about kelly (laughs) and some bachelor instagrams like took screen like screen recordings of him yes and i was looking at his tagged things to see did they tag him in it because i'm wondering if he removed the tag from his tagged posts 
Because like that would say a lot about whether or not it's a joke to him. Interesting, interesting. Because you can like remove something you that you're tagged in from your sure, from showing sure. up on your page. Sure. And so he was. So he went on this Instagram, and you know, I I I had a lot of thoughts about it. But the whole entire conversation was so Dale works for uh, or works with the Special Olympics, and so they were doing like a jump rope challenge, and like so Dale was asking people to participate in mm-hmm. it, and then Bennett participated in it and and uh, nominated other people to do it, and so then he sat down and he used it as a moment to. Um, talk about stopping Asian hate and he's like I know that I'm probably gonna like not say all the right words but I just wanted to say something he did call out Chris Harrison in his video Mm -hmm. Um, he support stood by supporting Rachel Lindsay in his video and so there were all these things happening and it was like as much as like you know there were like there were moments you were like oh gosh it you know Bennett was trying to use his platform to speak up yes so then he had nominated and then he it was explaining why he was nominating different people. And then it's all going kind of, it was fine, right? And then he gets to Kelly, who he randomly nominated. So he nominated like Dr. Joe. He nominated yes. Chris Harrison. He nominated Rachel Lindsay. He nominated Tyler Cameron. Which uh, Tyler and him, you know how to photo together on Valentine's Day. Yes. Why? I, I don't know. Like, do you think he just slid into his DMs and like asked me? I don't know because then when he said Tyler said yes, when he when he did this when he did this this nomination of the jump rope thing, he said kind of something that was like, oh hey, like it didn't make it sound like him and Tyler were actually friends. Like he was like, hey, just just I've just been razzing you guy, and so I was like, what's going on? But he gets to to Kelly then. Oh my god, this is where out of nowhere he's being very serious and he's trying to like like I said. As much as like, you know, there were moments that you were like, a guy is trying to use his platform to speak on something. And he um, was serious. And then he gets to Kelly. And he takes the longest, creepiest pause. And he was just like, said something like, and the stunning, gorgeous, effervescent Kelly Flanagan. Oh, I would love to watch you jump rope. And it's the creepiest shit ever. <laughs> and he said something too, where he was like, I'd love to see like what you do with that. Or like something. Yeah. It was like very weird. So like, out of left field, because again, you're having this moment where he is having a like, serious discussion. Like and the then he, he brings this shit like, up. He might, the way he said it, he might as well have just said outright, like, I want to see your titties bounce up. And yes, he might as well just have like, said that. The yes. way he was saying it was so <laughs> shocking. It was so blatant. It was so blatant. In fact, <laughs> Becca, now that I'm thinking, I believe that I have it recorded. Oh, thank God. I believe I have it recorded. Thank you. Jess. Thank you. So let me uh <sighs> let me zip to this. Okay, got it. Okay. Turn it up. Yeah, <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Everybody ready? Kelly Flanagan. You know, I'd probably love to see you do just about anything. Um, Ew, he's doing this creepy smirk. Pretty nice to see you jump rope too. <laughs> Wait, pause it for Whatever a second. Hold it down, hold it down, hold it down. Okay, 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 okay. This is the thing. He didn't even say the jump rope. He said, I would like to see you <laughs> do, do just about anything. And then he said, and like, what do he say? Jump rope too. Play it again, play it again. Just roll again, sorry. 
And I think there was a part right before this where he said, it said something about like the stunning whatever, whatever. Before he said Kelly Flanagan, but that's where I started it. Kelly Flanagan. You know, I'd probably love to see you do just about anything. Um, Such an innuendo. You're pretty nice to see you jump rope, too. Ah! Oh, my God. Restraining order. <laughs> Whenever you can, princess. I hope you'll grab a rope. And, Whenever uh, we wait, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Whenever you can, princess, I hope you grab a rope. Like all of this, I'm reading into so hard. I'm like, grab a rope. You want to tie her up and put her in your basement, don't you? In your sex dungeon where you have other people held prisoner. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'd oh. like to see the way he said. I'd like to see you do just about anything. I was like, you might have might as well have said right then. Oh just suck on my god. cock. I wish, I wish that I had. I wish that I had the beginning because right before he said Kelly Flanagan's name, he did an intro for her where he was literally like the beautiful, classy, effervescent. Like he did like a new version something like that. I don't know oh, I thought he actually said that. <laughs> I remember like it was some some fancy some fancy biz. <sighs> I'd like to see you do just about anything now, princess. Princess, princess, and there's the a, said, and there's a clip of her commenting on something where she like commented under one of his posts and says, and they screenshotted it, and they um on Bachelor Windmill. Uh, Thank you, Bachelor Windmill. You're yes, doing the work. You are doing the work, and I, uh, <laughs> uh, Bachelor Windmill took the screenshot, and Kelly said something like under maybe one of his posts, like, um, she said. Don't be afraid to always be yourself. And Bennett commented on that and did a little asterisk and said, adds to cart. Like you're adding adds Kelly to, to your cart. Okay, again, we're reading in way too hard into this. No, but, but like, that's a weird, I'm sorry. Like, but like, if I, if I say something and you're like, you're a fan of me and you're like, oh, I am interested in getting to know you. Don't, I've never don't, heard anyone say don't that. Don't in reference to me say add to cart. Like you're adding me to Same your cart. Same day delivery, please. <laughs> I'm just like, excuse me. If you want to like add my attitude, like if you want to add my suggestion to your cart, maybe that's what he meant. But okay, just, yeah, yeah, he does seem like someone who would take social media little lines out of context. Yeah, like he's kind of boomer like that. But but again, but again, if you if you legit saw like I like his face as he? he's saying this stuff, and then okay, but but this all this all goes back to then these types of moments on Instagram where he. Oh, I can't do the music. Okay, there is... Let me turn the music off. There is a scene of him uh, on his Instagram. It's a reels, and he's preparing what okay, he's he says... 36. Like, he is preparing what he says a real cheese board should look like in reference to Matt James and the cheese boards. And there is a... And it is him in man-spreading more than I've ever seen anyone. He's in a row, by the way, and has, he's open like this. And the cheese board is right here. You can go on his Instagram and look at it. And the cheese board is right here. Full man spread. In a he, robe. In a robe. Like, and he shows the cheese board that he made. And he takes and puts like a shot of caviar on his <gasps> hand. And then licks oh my it God, like I this. Stop, Jess. I forgot about this until you reminded <laughs> me. And he it like this. There he is. There, there, there he is licking it. 
and he shows it to you and then he licks it so oh! sexually. No. No. Not okay. Go watch it on his account. Ben Bennett Andrew Jordan. So so when you see that, oh and then in combination God. of the mm-hmm. way that the Kelly thing happened and the way he's looking at the camera and he's just like, I'd like to see you do just about anything. And he did this <gasps> like I have a meme. We gotta do a meme with that video. With, oh, I've got Oh yeah, I've we definitely beautiful. Got one. beautiful. Anyway, I have yeah. the recording. Oh my gorgeous. God. So I don't know, but Bennett is just, I mean, the, the the social media presence of Bennett is quite frightening. See, and for a second I was like, okay, maybe he like, I don't know. I thought it like, maybe he was just like a bit older. Like, you know, if he was like well, 41, 42, I'm like, maybe he like, you know, doesn't, I don't know. He's just weird. He's just a weird guy. I mean, he's creepy. He's just, it's just so creepy. It's so creepy. And I am honestly like if, if Kelly shows up, on the sand in paradise and <sighs> and Bennett is there I'm quaking thinking about the first interaction he is going to come to her and he's going to do this milady and do like a full oh! dip by the way Bennett also is going to show up I'm I'm calling this right now stop I'm, no I'm calling this right now Becca everyone shows up on paradise in their bathing suit Bennett will be in a tuxedo oh yeah he will show up on the sand in a tuxedo my man, you've got it. Yeah. So that's Bennett these days. Um, what is happening to him? I don't know. It's it's like it's like it 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 used <sighs> to be kind of wild, and <sighs> now it's crossed the line where it's getting so <laughs> creepy, and everyone is commenting like, "What? Are, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this?" And he continues. Ugh. It's the biggest man spread I've ever seen in my life. I know. It's like he wants you to see his dick, <laughs> yes, like I- accidentally. Do you think he's an exhibitionist? That's really scary. <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> so he's in love with okay, Kelly, so anyway. obviously. Um, other Bachelor in Paradise, just little side notes. We got some tea from a broad mm-hmm. who I know. Oh, yeah. yep, 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 yep. Um, a broad who I know who um, was saying that she does not believe that Noah and Maddie are a thing at yeah, all. Yeah, so last week we were talking about them hanging out together with Ivan and someone else, don't remember. Mm-hmm. And we, I was like, oh my God, I said Noah and Maddie were a thing. Well, apparently she yeah. was saying that Noah and Maddie aren't a thing. Um, he and... Uh, this person Janine who is connected to this other individual um, who's Maddie's roommate slash best friend kind of wore a thing before he went on Bachelorette and so he's off limits to Maddie she would say uh, it's okay. the ex of a best friend and I guess they're all like friends now or whatever so okay but what I will say to you is wait so Noah dated her roommate yeah okay. slash okay. best friend okay got it uh, before That's the ba- small world before the bachelorette what the fuck yeah random right so okay so but i have now have these thoughts because now i believe that we're gonna have a fun dynamic in paradise because you know noah will be in paradise maddie will be in paradise and noah has already like a deep friendship with her so i have a feeling that noah is gonna be like fucking calling out all the guys who like her aka you know ben is going to be on the hunt for maddie and noah and ben do not seem to get along 
And especially since after the whole Ben situation, Noah went straight on Nick Vial's podcast and spilled all the tea on Ben like right afterwards while he was still on the show that I have. I think there's going to be. Oh, my God. You know, if there is Ben (laughs) Noah drama, I will be living. You know, I just got chills because I'm like, oh, my God. If Noah is coming for Ben on Paradise and if he has any kind of receipts, you know, I will be like. I will be the biggest Noah stan ever. Listen, I believe in my in my deepest soul that it will be a Noah is like, hey, Maddie, don't go there. Like, I don't think it's a good idea. And then Noah, because Noah's got a fucking mouth on him. Yes, I love it. He's got a mouth on him. You know that he's going to go to Ben and like it's going to be there's going to be like a very chirpy situation going on. I believe it. Because also, again, Ivan and Noah are best friends. Mm-hmm. Ivan will be on. Noah will be on. Maddie they're all friends and I don't think that Ivan and Noah have a good relationship with Ben so and we stand Ivan and I mean I could not stand Ivan harder also IG crew that's been like hitting up IG lives every week besides Sweetnums <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> Ivan Ivan Damar Chelsea and Piper have been doing these like four-way okay. IG lives, Power doing like foursomes. yes, drew, doing like drinking games and like having like cute, fun Q and As together. Oh my God, are they gonna be the kings and queens of the beach? Oh my God, I hope so. They're so fun together, and I'm just like, oh God, please, uh, please, please, also please bring Damar. You know, I have such yeah. a huge crush on Damar. I want to see more of him. Me too. Anyways. And so is he's friends that, with Damar. Ivan's friends with Damar. Chelsea's friends with Damar. Piper's friends with Damar. Or sorry, uh, Ivan's friends with all of them. Is it so possible that Ivan and Maddie could be a thing? Definitely is possible. But I thought Ivan wasn't into like being religious. And that's, that's, okay. this is why I don't, I've never thought that they were a thing versus I thought that maybe Noah and I Maddie. I don't see their personalities being thing. Honestly, mm. now that you're saying it, uh, Maddie and Noah's personality doesn't make sense. Really I either. just thought maybe Noah and Maddie, because they're both they're openly Christians, yeah. Christians. I never thought that Ivan and Maddie were a thing because uh, obviously that was a deterrent with Tasha yeah. and Ivan. And that's such a thing for Maddie. Um, but I don't know. I'm so excited for Paradise. I just really am praying that it's not going to be like Last Paradise where there's just receipts that we're not seeing and that it's just or not not that there's not receipts. Just I don't like when people are talking about TV on TV stuff that happened off TV that we're not seeing. Like but, that's but so annoying. To I me. believe that will be all of what Paradise is because. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I believe we will have eight straight weeks of that because these people have been getting to know each other on Instagram through this this pandemic through quarantine all of this stuff Peter season's been around so they're all now friends I also feel like I am continuing to get confirmation that I do believe Goose will be on Bachelor in Paradise on the jumbo sides because Goose is now best friends with like numerous of Tasha's guys like all of like this what Spencer and Chase and Bras oh my god they all live in San Diego and Sarah Sarah Coffin and Tammy they were all hanging out with Goose and Goose is always now in this like san diego circle so i i firmly believe that goose will get invited onto paradise i don't even want to call him goose because giving him a nickname is giving him too much a lot of people i will tell you this i know that there's a lot of people lately who have been softening to chris randall no he is he who shall not be named i will never give it up i will never give it up i will never give it up you know why (laughs) 
God damn it! Okay. Yes. Okay, what did my anger management therapist tell me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the way that he talked to and treated Becca on her season to I me. Know, I know. The way he treated Tia on Paradise and and I was, you know, me and Tia still had some beef on when she was on Paradise. The way he treated both those women who are very good women. Oh, he is sick. (laughs) He is sick. To me, he is such a misogynist asshole. Like, the way that he treats women, I cannot handle it. I cannot handle it. The way he treated Crystal, which I just, I know I talked about this last time. I don't care. I'm talking about it again. The way he treated Crystal when she was announcing, like, one of the happiest things of her life. And for him to say it felt like a death. This is war on Crystal and (laughs) Joe. No, I won't give it up. Like the, what, do you remember how he treated Becca? How he was just like, I do. You I, should have come to me, and like, I, it was a gaslighting. I will be. I will be completely real with you. Truth, very in and out of Becca's season, okay. and it, so it was I kind do. Of a boring season, I do remember Becca, it, but. kind of, but I'd have to rewatch it because I was half and half out. No, I do recall Paradise. Like and his gaslighting was out of control. I he really is, did not. I didn't know him very well on Becca season because I was in and out. But I remember watching Paradise and being like, no, 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 no. No, his shit on Becca season. Like he was he displayed extremely toxic, manipulative, gaslighting behaviors. And I believe that if Crystal had anything to say about their relationship, I know Crystal is one with her own issues. But like Crystal, at the end of the day, had, had her own Can issues. Can we have Crystal like, on the podcast? I would love to have her on the podcast. I should DM her. I'll ask her. Um. Crystal, at the end of the day, she's a kind person with a good heart. Yeah. She is. She does. She's not out there to hurt anyone. Yeah. That's not, that's not a place that she's ever come from. Not even on The Bachelor, I don't believe. Um, she never said anything mean about me. She never, like, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, Chris, on the other hand, like, I would be willing to bet. I, I don't think she's going to say anything about their relationship, but I believe that it was a very toxic, manipulative relationship mm. because of him. Mm. And I do not stand him and I will not. And I will fight him to death. <laughs> I mean, until I die, not to the death. I won't fight him and kill him. That's not what I meant. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Should we take um, a quick yes, pause? We <laughs> I need my phone back. No. <laughs> Guys, I threw my phone that and now I have to do her phone read. across the room, but okay. now she has to do okay. an ad read. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> I am I'm not so well. I am so unwell. Just you. Can I get my phone for the ad read? <laughs> Chris Random. I should start like going to war with him on social media. I should start like commenting under his post and just be like, apologize to Becca and Tia and Crystal. Apologize to to Glitter Baby. (laughs) Apologize to Glitter Baby for calling it saying that it was like a death. That's what they're calling it, right? Glitter Baby? Yes, it is Glitter Baby. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Dude, if you start start commenting underneath this post, you know what I'm going to do? If you start commenting under Chris Randone's (laughs) IG post, I'm going to screenshot that shit and make it into an NFT. (laughs) I'm going to start selling those. Becca's comments under Chris Randone's post. New non-fungible token. (laughs) 
Who's the highest bidder? That is worth it, right? No, that is community overcashed. Has he blocked me? No. I wish. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Okay. Oh. Deep breath. Broads. You know what they say. Life is short. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a pu- he has a book? Oh wait, does he really? Transformation. Change your mindset, change your energy, change your life. It's a self-help book. Mm, wait till I write a review about this on Amazon. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> That's what she's going to be doing during our ad read. <laughs> I mean, at first, you got to at least read it first. Someone's Amazon review said, useful only if stranded and need fuel for a survival fire. Oh, that's the meanest thing I've ever read. Did I write that? <laughs> You're like, wait a second, was I sleep reviewing? Okay. Because anyway. I can I tend to do that on Amazon. I do a sleep review. It was sleep yelping. It's accidental. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Ooh, okay. As I was saying, you know what they say, brats. Life is short. Buy the jewelry. I mean, okay, no yes. one no one says that, but they should say that, okay? Because life is too dang short to wait for someone to gift you jewelry, or even worse, to wait for a celebration or a special occasion to wear your favorite jewelry pieces. Twenty twenty one and beyond is all about treating yourself to those little everyday luxuries, baby, and that's why we live for Majori. They create fine jewelry that can and should be worn every day, every single day. Majori is our go-to for refined, high-quality, fine jewelry. I don't know why I'm not wearing my Majori rings right now. I, know, I, I almost showered. always am. What the heck? <laughs> um, all of their pieces are handcrafted out of the most premium materials like 14-karat gold, sterling silver, and yes, even diamonds. Diamonds. And because they cut out the middleman and sell directly to you, you can say goodbye to traditional fine jewelry markups. I can sometimes be well over 10 times the cost of the product. So there's literally no reason why you should have to choose between quality and affordability. Because with Majuri, Majuri, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. I love a good trendy piece of clothing or jewelry. I mean, obviously, but you have to have some of those solid staples that you can wear every single day. And that's where I turn to Majuri. Their stackable rings are some of my favorite pieces that I own. Uh, They release brand new pieces every Monday and just be warned, they're all amazing. So don't blame us if you can't help but buy some every week um at least orders they all ship free for the u.s and canada there's super simple returns as well and each piece comes with a two-year warranty visit majori.com slash chatty for 10 percent off your order that's m-e-j-u-r-i.com slash chatty for 10 percent off your order majori.com we love them um something 2020 has taught me and probably a lot of people is that so many things can be done virtually okay school work celebrations and while i am so excited to get back to doing some things in person i don't think a doctor's visit is one of those things that i'm going to be rushing to if i'm being honest i mean Mm. the crowded waiting rooms trying to manage the kiddo during the situation it's just a stress city okay that's why i've been loving plush care this last year and will continue to use and love them for years to come plush care is so cool they provide virtual doctor's appointments from the comfort of your own home all you have to do is go online pick a time that works best for you and voila that's really it plush care is exactly the same as going to your doctor in person minus all the annoying bits Mm -hmm. you can be diagnosed treated and even have prescriptions sent to your pharmacy 
all within minutes. It's amazing. Plush Care is available in all 50 states, which is great um, if getting to a doctor's office isn't easy for your location. Plus, they accept most major insurance carriers. When I needed to see a doctor for my reoccurring migraines, uh, just getting out of bed was rough. And the thought of scheduling an appointment and driving there when I could barely see straight was completely just not on the table for me. And Plush Care made seeing a doctor so easy. And within hours, I was able to pick up my migraine prescription from my nearest pharmacy, could not have asked for a simpler experience. It was so nice. Plush Care makes it easier than ever to take care of yourself inside and out. You can start your membership today by going to plushcare.com slash chatty to start your free 30-day trial. That's P-L-U-S-H-C-A-R-E dot com slash chatty for a free 30-day trial. Plushcare.com slash chatty. All right. Well, now should we move on from some Bachelor content to some YouTube content? Yes. First, I have to pee really bad. Yes. Be yes. Right back. Go pee. Okay. Had a pee break. Yep. Um, so you want to talk some YouTube? Okay. Okay. I also want to say this too. I want to ask if the broads would be interested in this because I know we're about to get into YouTube, but I just, before we decided to talk about YouTube, I was like, what? we should have an episode where we talk about our, because I saw on TikTok one, uh, a, a woman who was a hostess talk about her celebrity experience and like get honest about like how they were. And I'm like, would the broads like if via certain friends or ourselves gave like our personal experience slash tea about some celebrities? Oh, you want to talk about Haley Bieber? Let's go real. Jess is looking for an avenue, a channel to talk about Haley Bieber. Yes, through. I would like to talk about Haley Bieber. I would also like to talk about I was deep diving on Haley Bieber and what it brought me to the realization of because I do. I love Justin Bieber's music. I'm a huge believer music wise. And what I have discovered via the intranet about Justin Bieber, he's the worst. And I have a lot to talk about. Okay, great. Yeah, I think this is a great idea. I don't think anyone will oppose this. All right. I, just I don't know. have any celebrity stories. Okay. Or interactions. Okay. But I can probably get some through Jim, Gray's dad. And yes. Gray. Get some get some tea from Jim. I'll from get some tea industry. from some other friends. And uh, we can talk about some. We just have a little, maybe a little segment on one of our new Bachelor episodes coming out. Or one of the uh, news episodes. That sounds great. Okay. Because Love I do, that. I really want to talk about Justin Bieber as well. Because I initially want to talk about Haley Bieber. And then the more research I was doing on Justin Bieber, I'm crushed because I love his music so much. And I saw a lot of videos that were quite disturbing. And there's a lot of people that have also really, really good reputations. And we could highlight that too. Like yes. there's some people in industry, you know, who's, who's two of them? The Hadids. I was, Becca. We were going to say them. No, I was literally about to say to you that... I have worked with both of them. They are the kindest people I've ever met. And everyone I've ever known who's worked with them talk about just how excessively kind and generous they are. Mm -hmm. And just easy to work with. Like. Yes. Anywho, <laughs> just a quick little, little cue. Let me tell you something. If I was, here's how I am to work with. I already know this. Like with like people, <laughs> like, no, I was just going to say like for me, I would probably be not a really good mega celebrity because I mean, I'm really nice to like waiters and staff and hotel, like any little people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, but like a makeup artist, stylist, like yeah. I would never be rude to anybody like that. Of course. Who I have, who I am not easy to work with. I already know this. The paparazzi? No. Like managers and like agents and like oh, okay. basically like higher up people. I feel okay. like the I just suits. don't have a lot of patience for. Okay. 
But everyone else, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to make your job shitty. Then anyone else who's making, like anyone who's making six figures or seven figures, I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) I don't give a shit. I think think in a celebrity situation, I, I will say this. When I see like people saying like, oh my God, or like videos of different celebrities, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a mega celebrity and have... You literally not being able to go anywhere without people every five seconds asking for a photo with you. Like, and you're having an off day or you're with your partner or your child. Like, I can't, I would imagine, I never, I I never have like those moments where I see videos and people kind of snapping at like a fan and go, how could you get to a fan? It's like, oh, that's, that's um, one million people have come up to them today. Or like the Britney Spears doc when yeah. she was, you know, yeah. beating the, the baseball bat into the side of the car. Okay. We'll talk about celebrity shit. Okay. Let's talk about David Dobrik. Let's talk about okay, David First Dobrik. of all, you know, this is what everyone says, you know, they're like, I don't, I don't believe that anyone should be canceled. Hot take. I do believe that some people should be canceled. I do. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Like I, I'm not saying that like, you know, you dug up a tweet from someone 12 years ago where they said this one thing and it's a one off and then they look and then they get, I don't believe in those people being quote canceled and whatever. But there's some people where like the scale of the platform them they're on. I do not think they should be receiving like any more sponsors and because they have been grossly irresponsible with their platform. Mm-hmm. And I believe David Dobrik is one of those people. So if you all don't know about what's going on with David Dobrik, um, mm-hmm. David Dobrik is probably the biggest YouTuber like in the world. He, I think he has maybe the most subscribers. Him, it's like between him and like maybe two or three other people. Really? As far as like vloggers go. Yeah. Wow. As far as vloggers, vloggers go, you know, you have like those kids uh, toy review channels that have like the most subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kids toy review channels. Aside, aside, you're right. <laughs> David Dobrik. He's one of the top, 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 top. And he, there has been um, over the past few years, there have been a lot of YouTubers who have had to take accountability for past actions, right? Um, people calling them out for shit that they did in the past, um, whether it be homophobic racist um, misogynistic like all these things and david dobrik has had numerous vlogs of his that have things like that involved in them and for some reason everyone else gets like or not i shouldn't say everyone but a lot of people get held accountable and david dobrik is not it's like he always is able to kind of skate by and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he is you know this kind of smiley like happy-go-lucky style person who constantly is just giving away tons of money and cars and all that. By the way, side note, what people don't understand is that like, hot take, when you're giving away a car for a vlog and you have like 100 million subscribers, like you know you giving a car away for a vlog is going to get you tons of downloads and it's part of like the way for you to get more clicks. Yeah, like the amount of people that he's given cars to um it's like when you have a vlog that has however many millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of downloads on it like it's yeah he has on average like 15 to 20 million views per video and there's lots of write-offs involved and all that financially like he's making so much money that he he can buy those cars like as a write-off for his vlogs can't he yes he can so there's a lot of things that are involved i'm not saying it's not great he was making before David admitted he was making around 300k a month on ad revenue alone. 
Yes. That, that's, so that's just like ads rolling on his channel. That's like not even including his sponsorships. Which the sponsors are paying like top, top, top dollar. So he's making like a million a month probably. I I heard that he's making more. like More than a million. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And yeah, I heard that he was like worth like hundreds of millions of dollars for sure. Yeah. I mean, being worth and how much you're getting paid out is two different things though. Like his yeah. channel is worth millions and millions of yeah. dollars so so basically people have been like trying to be like hey david did has done this david's done that and he's had moments like where he's done like a couple years ago he went on his podcast and did like a very very brief apology like not really specific about like a few things i don't even remember specifically what he has he's had moments but they're specifically known the vlog squad who he's part of is they say that they don't entertain drama so they never talk about like when there's when their names are in the news and any way they just they're like packed as like they don't discuss it sure which to me is like a really sly way of being like we're never gonna take accountability for anything either right right so trisha paytas was once part of the vlog squad um well she wasn't technically part of the vlog squad but she was dating jason nash who um is in the vlog squad is like David Dobrik's sidekick. Best By friend. the way, for background info, these people are well. David's, I guess, one of the young on the younger he's side. A, he's young, but some of these other people, like Jason, is in his literal forties. When yes. Trish herself is in her thirties. Yes, um, yes. And when they're hanging out in like these like crews, it's like a bunch of like eighteen year olds with like, and then Jason's like in his forties, and it's <laughs> very, I, yeah, it's a strange dynamic. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, and then Trisha basically. Her and Jason had a very, like, tumultuous relationship online, um, and she came out afterwards, and she was saying all these things about the vlog squad, calling them out for certain things, specifically involving, like, a lot of underage people when it came to drinking and sex and all this and just feeling uncomfortable and also like the exploitative nature yes of like that she was involved in of how everything's being like farmed for content and how like and she in particular experienced a lot of different things of like stuff being posted on david's channel that weren't consensual like one time he hid in the shower while she and her boyfriend were having sex and then like filmed that and then popped out like while she was naked and was like ha ha and if you've ever watched David's channels, his channel or his videos, his it's always like all of his videos are only four minutes long mm-hmm. and it's all four minutes and 20 seconds long, actually, to be exact. And it's always <laughs> like he's always in the back like. <laughs> and it's always these like quick cuts between like shots like boom, 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 boom. And basically just to give backstory for people who've never watched before, like the whole vibe of his channel is like we're young and fun and we're reckless and like we're having a good time. <laughs> and so yes. Every video is like that. We're like, oh, my God, he's chugging the fireball. <laughs> now we're going to go drive out in this Ferrari. We're gonna get it. We're gonna buy everything on the menu at In and Out. Like yes. we're staying up till five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes, and every vlog is like like that. Yes, correct. Now, also another thing to note when when Trisha had the situation. Oh, quick quick side, quick aside. Um, the conversation we are going to be having does involve oh, sexual yeah. assault. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I just want to make Thank that you. clear before we yeah, yeah dive into this because it's about sexual assault and it's terrible. Yeah. Um. So Trisha, that specific vlog, for instance, when David popped out 
of the shower when she was in the middle of having sex or like was listening to them having sex, her and Jason Nash, her boyfriend. And she said they'd been there for like hours, by the way. Too. Yes. Like he was hiding in the shower for she like hours. She also then said that she told him she was not comfortable for him putting the vlog out. Now, Trisha, people then, of course, were giving Trisha shit being like, you have an OnlyFans. So like, why do you fucking care? Which, by the way, is absolute bullshit. Someone also, can be, she didn't even have one at that point. No, but she was still I think she's still at uh, she was occasionally like um, being photographed nude or right. whatever. And again, like, consent hey, can be goodbye. Consent is quite different if you decide to, you know, whether it be like it can be removed at any time. Just because yes. you just because you post naked photos of yourself doesn't mean you want someone I'm else taking com- a naked photo with you. Doing, especially if you're fucking sitting in the shower the whole time. Like weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's just one small thing. So, but. She, but she said specifically, like, I'm not comfortable with you putting that vlog out, and he did it regardless. And that's been a big thing. That's also been a point of conversation. Is that there have been many people who did not give consent and in fact asked for a vlog not to be put out and when you were part of the vlog squad either david didn't listen or if you ever asked to not to have something removed or said i'm not comfortable with pay it you off. he would pay you off give you cash or you'd eventually kind of be pushed out and you wouldn't get invited to, to film anymore and you see this in the like all of this is yes. stuff that we're talking about is like documented in the vlogs you receipts see him, up the wazoo you see at times where like one of the girls is like oh i need cash like i'm, I'm broke right now and he'll be like go get my name tattooed on you and like i'll give you 200 bucks and then she's like oh, i don't want this in the vlog he's like i'll give you an extra 500 bucks like he's exploiting when people are in positions where they either want fame or they need money like yes and you see this time and time again okay now let's talk about the seth thing real quick yes okay so then one of the more recent things that came up is someone who used to be part of his vlog squad his name was seth he did this i'm using air quotes prank where he told seth like hey for a video we're gonna have you make out with this hot girl um, with this like old person mask on mm-hmm. and like that'll be the funny thing for the vlog and yes Corinna, who's part of the vlog squad yeah. who's very beautiful yeah yeah do this are you cool with that seth says yes gives consent to that and said so they put jason in this mask who's like we said this older dude in his or this dude in his 40s um and he's making out with him for like minutes on end Later on, they're doing a podcast or a video, can't remember which, where Jason is bragging about this in hindsight, being like, I was getting my tongue in there, like all this. Okay. And they even talk about before or after making the video, they talked about how in before doing this prank, they thought it would be funny because Seth, Seth is black and he's from Compton. And they say like, Oh, in that community, you know, there's a lot of homophobia. So like, I'm sure Seth is going to get so much shit from like family and friends. This is, this is pointedly, this is pointedly, this is recorded. Yes. This is not something that it's like, Oh, I heard that. David said No, it's like, no, this is, was on their podcast. Just fully being like, that's why it was going to be so funny because his community, there's some homophobia and he's going to get shit from his family and friends for probably years. <laughs> like as if that's funny, that in and of itself is horrific. Regardless of that, Seth didn't consent to yes. having this happen to him. He didn't consent to making nope. out with this dude. No, nope. that has nothing to do with homophobia. It's It has to do with he, that's not the situation that he consented to. Like anyway, so he then he talked to David and basically like asked for it removed to be removed again. 
David tried to pay him off to keep it up. It was up for forever still. Mm -hmm. And he got Seth got slowly pushed out of the vlog squad until recently. Seth was like, dude, this happened. It's not cool. And he came forward and talked about how much how traumatic it was for him. And like how now, especially since he's been in spending time alone in quarantine, how he's really like sat on it and thought about it and realizing like all of kind of the after effects of the trauma that he's experienced. Yeah. And that he felt like it it was to him a sexual assault. And he's only recently been able to like realize that and that Mm -hmm. it how the way that it impacted him so anyway that you know the vlog squad again was kind of like oh let's not talk about it let's not talk about it there's tons of other by the way there's, these little there's so t- many these little things there's here and there. there's so many and then there's so many examples of like the little apologies that would happen that david would in his po- apology be like i'm sorry that it seemed that way to everybody and it would be these kind of just these like very dismissive quick never things. taking no accountability no never it. taking and if there was ever a problematic vlog it would just be quietly deleted and never addressed. People yeah. started to notice minutes of his vlogs were disappearing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's something like last week, 66 million views of his disappeared, which means that he probably erased, you know, three oh. or four vlogs. Damage control. Yeah. That he's yeah. just now being held accountable for or being now concerned about, you know. So and there's other shit too, like you said, him doing blackface for his vlogs. Like there's there's plenty, there's plenty of stuff. Oh my god, the other one that I want to briefly touch on is how there's a on the podcast with Jason. How he asked Jason, "Have you ever been? Have you ever like? Did people ever give you shit for being Jewish when you were in school? Did you hear about this one?" Oh, I think okay, 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 kind okay. of. Okay, so David in a in a podcast to, with Jason is like, "Do people ever give you shit for being Jewish when you were in school?" And David was like yeah like i did people would call me this and like they would throw pennies on the ground and be like pick it up like jew and stuff like that and david goes well that's not getting shit unless this is this again this is put out on their podcast for someone who has one of the biggest youtube platforms like can you imagine can you imagine like i would never even think of saying these things much less putting them out for people yes okay so he goes well that's not really shit unless you're being like a sensitive asshole about it and then of course, and then, and then he goes, and then he goes. Oh, people do that at all at my school all the time. Yeah, yeah, people do that at my school all the time. Like the teachers did it too. Like we had some really fucking cool teachers. The relentless amount, and especially I will say specifically from their podcast. It's called Views. Specifically from David's David and Jason's podcast, there is you know, and and here's the fact of the matter: we know as podcasters. It's a lot when you are speaking for hours and hours every single week, it's a lot easier to all of a sudden say something off the cuff. It's not edited like how a a YouTube video is where like you film for a week and get like two minutes. You're, you know, having these things. So what's happened, I believe, is that I think more of the truth behind who David is has been exposed Mm. since the podcast came Mm. out because there's confirmation of these quote-unquote pranks his intent behind things the dynamic like he can't even mask the set the seth thing like his literal intent was like this is gonna be so funny yeah because he's gonna get shit on by his whole community yes yes like that means that that's like a racially targeted prank correct okay that's not even touching like that is that stuff is literally the tip of the iceberg because now all sorts of things are coming out basically insider came out with this a big expose basically where 
during one of these nights where David was vlogging, which, by the way, this is something this conversation was something that Trisha Paytas specifically had been referring to on numerous occasions. Mm. So this was not even something that came, you know, I, I, I'll say it in quotes like out of the blue, like, oh, it's a surprise. Like she's been talking about this for a while, this specific, this specific in, situation, this specific instance, which, by yeah. the way, everyone always writes her off because. Trisha has plenty of uh, a history of plenty of problematic things of her own and people and she is mentally ill. And so the whole vlog squad has kind of written it off as like, oh, Trish is fucking crazy. And she's bitter and like resentful of us because of and she's like, And you want to talk about like, yes, correct. All those things. There's a lot of problematic behavior on Trisha's end. But like you want to talk about like like uh, a form of exploitation the way that if you look back and watch these vlogs from David Dobrik the way that he will exploit Trisha's emotions, knowing that she uh, has borderline personality disorder and will then have these like moments of mania and whatever. And that's exploited to get like a good vlog footage is just absolutely sickening. Yeah. And he's always trying to push her into doing like sexual acts or trying to push her boyfriend into doing sexual acts with other women and stuff that she makes it clear she's uncomfortable with like a bunch of that shit. That's able to be just written off. Because, you know, oh, it's just her. She's crazy. She's a sex worker, you know, whatever. Now, this came out. So, yeah, it got brought up on a formal level to the point where finally they had to address something. The the vlog squad did because basically a survivor came forward saying that she was. She went. Okay. I kind of want to give like the cliff notes version of this, but yeah. basically one of the dudes of the vlog squad, whose name was Dom, like put out like on social media, like who wants to come over and have a, like a five, five sum or whatever. Yes. And they were like, this girl and, and her David was like, over. this will be a great vlog. Let's this see girl if and her we friends get, came over. Yeah. They're like 1920. They're young girls. Um, you know, and David even says like in the vlog or whatever, like they're here, like they don't want to have sex with Dom. Like basically the girls and I've been in this position, like being young, being 21 in L.A., being like, oh, my God, let's go hang out with these guys. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe she responded to his thing being like, who wants to come over and have a five sum? But it's like you're you're having fun. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to hang out with these famous people. Yes. David even says in the vlog, like they don't seem like they want to have sex. Like they're just hanging out. Um, This specific survivor like made it clear that you know, she didn't want to have sex with this guy, Dom. He like took her into a private room at the beginning of the night and was like cornered her and was like, what? Like, you're not into me. Like, what's the issue? Forced her to like, basically she felt like she had to kiss him in order to get out of the situation. They went back in. Someone in the group bought alcohol. This is a whole disputed thing of who bought alcohol for these underage girls or under drinking age. David, it's been, it's also been like corroborated that like, you know, David was like, hey, let's get, them liquored up so that oh, they'll yeah. have sex with Dom. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So and he's then, asking specifically asking people, and this is then how where the Trisha piece comes in that he specifically asked her boyfriend Jason to go buy these underage girls oh, alcohol, mm-hmm. and then Trisha said, "Absolutely not, we're leaving." And that's when the two of them yeah, left. Like, this doesn't seem like a good situation. Yes, and then she heard that um, that David was asking then some of the other guys to go get alcohol squad. So. What you see actually happen in the vlog, David literally says, um, using like his master powers of persuasion and master negotiation tactics, like he's got two of these girls in his room. Okay, that alone is like red fucking flag. What do you mean master of negotiation? If someone comes in saying they want to have sex, 
like consent isn't consent. I can't remember who was saying this, but consent isn't consent if you've got a bunch of no's and then finally work up to a yes. That's mm-hmm, not how consent mm-hmm, works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm sure so many women, like myself included, know how that feels and know how those yep. situations are not consensual and yep. they are not okay. And every single one of you who's been affected, I have you know nausea in my stomach. Every single one of you who's been affected by this coercion and like manipulation by men i hear you it's not your fault and they're just like you didn't do anything wrong and i know how that feels to be like well like i should have just said no or i should have just left like you did nothing wrong it's not your fault like and you have been you know you have fallen like you were a victim to someone who was trying to manipulate you and use power dynamics and tactics to get something from you and that's not your fault um So, and then the girl's account of the story, she basically was like, I was drunk to the point of being blacked out. She didn't remember the night. Like the next day, her friends were like concerned because she didn't remember the night. Her friend who was in the room with her saw that she was literally losing consciousness as he was having sex with her body to the point where then her friend even stepped in to like, stepped into like, finish him because she was like didn't know what to do in the situation where he was having sex with her unconscious friend and then after all this happened her friends oh oh by the way before she even had sex with him her friends took her were like helping her she was throwing up in the bathroom like drunk to the point of throwing up before this guy had sex with her and took advantage of her and then after was having to be carried out of the apartment like by her friends like you they had she couldn't walk out of the apartment on her own and there's and by the way there are photos video footage Mm -hmm. that are like friends were taking yeah with them holding her up all of the vlog squad david todd jeff they're all they see her they see a woman who is completely blacked out incapacitated completely incapacitated and then this like so there's there's photos of that and there's also in the in the meantime there is vlog squad footage of the group of guys pretending to like look in to see them now if there's all sorts of now like the thing the thing that's so the thing that is so truly to me disgusting about the situation is now you're having members of this vlog squad coming forward trying to nickel and dime what specifically happened like oh well i didn't quite look in and that was filmed after and it's just yeah, like so excuse what they're, me yeah and a lot of people are trying to say now like or not a lot of people people from the vlog squad are trying to say that they like recorded these scenes after where they're like peeking in watching or like when dom comes out at the end but here's the thing even if it was recorded after the fact you got to ask yourself, mm, why do they have to re-record or re-reshoot these scenes? Mm-hmm. Oh, why? Because they show that this girl is literally practically fucking unconscious as she's leaving in the apartment. Yeah. And that's rape. To boot, at the end of the video of the vlog that David published on his page, they're like, at the end, at the very last scene, he makes a comment to the guys where he was like, what does he say? Like, we're about to go to, we're about to go to prison. Yeah. See and you they guys in laugh, 20. And they laugh see, it We're off. about to go to prison, prison. See you guys in 20 years. Ha 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 ha. Yep. And <laughs> they laugh it off. What the fuck? Like that, leaving that line in, why would you even say that? What would be the reason to say that? I, well, I was listening to, um, to, 
to the Frenemies episode when then Ethan and Trisha are interviewing Jeff from the vlogs. Yeah, so this is on the this is on the H three podcast. They have a podcast called uh, Frenemies. And at one point, um, Ethan brings up the and fact Jeff is someone who's from yeah from the vlog. Who's squad, who they who was say there that night purchased alcohol yeah. for the underage women. Um, he was mentioning how it's almost like when everyone knows that something was wrong, that it's kind of that like, huh, like everyone, everyone knows that what happened was completely wrong. And there's that, no other reason why you would make a joke like that. And that was his conversation that he was having, that they were having with Jeff, even when Jeff was just like, I wasn't there. I didn't know this was happening. I did a, it's like, yes, but you know, you knew what was happening was wrong. You knew it. Even if you weren't aware of what was happening in the bedroom with Dom, you were aware that there the are situation. young women who don't want to have sex. There are young women who are just coming over to like say hello. What, young women who are also influenced by the clout and power, the power that these guys of have. These men, They're yes. fans. They're fans. And this they, is like if like Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio or yep, whoever yep, else or yep. Jared Leto or whatever. Yep. And and so you all knew it was wrong. You knew you were taking advantage of these girls in one Correct. way or another. Correct. And what's now happening is like this thing where like, well, first of all, Todd hasn't come out and said anything, but uh and then David did it before the insider. Oh my god. Like David came out and did like a literal two-minute post on, of course, his channel that has the least amount of followers. Subscribers. Subscribers, yeah. yeah. He did it on his like podcast. Uh, YouTube channel that has way less subscribers than any of his than either of his other two channels. Basically, like he didn't even speak it in like he didn't even verbalize Mm-mm. what what was happening. No, he didn't. He didn't verbalize the thing with Seth either. He was like to my friend uh, Seth, like missed the mark with that one. Uh, sorry, guy. He basically was just like he literally said in his thing. He's like, I love what I do. I love my work, and I don't want to disappoint people. All that I care and, about is making people smile. I'm like, shut the fuck all up. They care all about is ca- making people smile. Don't give me that bullshit. At the end of the day, all you care about is that fat fucking paycheck that you get at the end of each month and then he then he also said something like um i always ask for people's consent and that's when he's like oh sorry seth i must have missed the mark on that one or whatever and it's just like dude like and i on when people ask for the videos taken down whatever like like i'll take them down that's not true no and so now there's a situation where david has basically said jack shit Todd hasn't said anything and now Jeff is one that's come out and is basically just trying to make it clear to everybody that he was did was not aware or part of the sexual yeah, assault. I mean to me that's like to me the stuff with him is just irrelevant. The thing that's so important is that you got to remember this. David with his little fucking camera that never he's never shutting off. David had footage on his computer that he was editing at some point. He does all the editing. He does all the shooting. He had plenty of footage of this girl being drunk out of her fucking mind, of this girl being incapacitated and verging on unconscious, being black out. Her friend said that she was like speaking incoherently. He had footage of that on his video, on his camera. You see the photo and it's very clear. Like, he had footage. He was there the whole time following everything. He knew exactly what was happening. He knew that girl was getting raped. He knew that girl was getting raped. And why else would you make the, even if, why else would you make that, like, little joke comment at the end either? What's the joke? 
that they're too young. Okay, that in and of itself is not okay. That they were too drunk. Like he knew that someone got sexually assaulted. And you know what? He decided to maybe maybe reshoot some scenes, clip it up a little bit. Just a fun night, just a fun time with the guys. Throw it up. Throw it up there. Rack up, you know, rack up a couple more hundred thousand dollars getting that video up there. On a night when when this girl is the worst night of her life. The worst night of her life. She when she was raped by her by she didn't actually know who the guys were, but raped by like these teen idols. And I know that maybe Dom was the only one that did anything. But if you're the dude standing there filming, being like, let's get some alcohol in there. Master of negotiation just got those two girls in there when he knows full well that the girls were that that girl was blackout. It's well, the thing the thing, too, is it's like, again, it was so. First of all, again, as we've talked about a million times, consent can always be taken and revoked. Like, and consent can be given with someone. Everyone knows that he's young. David's not, David's not old. He, he's, he, I think he's younger than me. Yeah, I don't know. When I went to high school and college, we had plenty of conversations about consent and how it can be taken away and how consent can't be given when you're drunk. David fucking knows that. Yeah, of course. Now, so, so you know, for a fact, and I'm saying this on top of that, on top of that. You add to the fact that he that it's verbalized in the vlog that they don't want to participate in that. Right. And you are the one and you are the one who is now trying to gather up your your vlog. Okay, so who's going to make something happen? Let's go make something happen. It's boring right now. So who's going to get them alcohol, get them liquored up? So that this will happen. So that I can get good footage The for whole tonight. theme of this vlog is to have Dom get a fivesome. Oh, which, by the way, he talked about in an interview later where he's like, the fivesome didn't end up happening. The threesome ended up happening. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Dom comes out and says, thank you, David. Yeah. In the vlog. Comes yes. out of the room and says, thank you, David. Yes. David Dobrik is 24, by the way. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. He knows exactly what's okay and what's not okay. And in that little, yeah, apology, he didn't do, I've distanced myself from people, you know, like, like Dom. No, what you're not addressing is that you filmed a sexual assault and you put it up on your channel and you don't give a flying fuck. And the only reason, the only reason that this conversation is happening is because now this article got put out. People and you got to do damage control. And people, oh, been, and people have been trying. People have been trying to call this shit out with him for years. But but no. But he's like this impenetrable person that nobody ever. It just doesn't affect him. So instead, what's been happening is he just has this nifty little process where as soon as someone calls him out for someone for something, somehow that that vlog disappears. Poof. No acknowledgement. Things just start getting slowly removed. It's almost she like it doesn't work. All right. Let's just it's almost like he it. has his Keep archive. Going. Like probably, let's be real. This is a hypothesis, but probably he, the man is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He probably has a big ass team, and they probably have this huge archive of his thousands of vlogs that they s- take their time slowly going through. And if anything seems problematic at this point, they probably ditch it. Mm-hmm. Just quietly, just kind of sifting, sifting through. through everything. Yeah, because he's got, like you said, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes. And he's so got to protect that. he's got a huge that. team. No. And at this point, like... And if you see, if, if you've listened to any of the interviews, first of all, the silence of so many people. Second, the interviews where they literally will not 
even like say David's name. These like ex vlog vlog squad members. Everyone is so afraid of David. First of all, YouTube should demonetize his whole channel is what should happen. Yeah. Because all of his vlogs that are still like, I don't think he's made a vlog in like more than 10 months in like less than 10. Like it's been a year. Yeah. I think it's been a year that he's been off. Those blogs are still racking up views. He's still making passive income off of that. And let's, YouTube and, should demonetize and tr- his channel. And trust and believe he's making more views right now because everyone's now checking out what's going on. Yeah. And wanting yeah. to find shit. So, you know, everybody's looking through he these blocked vlogs. all the comments, by the way, that would say anything yeah, his, pertaining his, his, to any his of these. Fucking, his fucking thing, his fucking apology was called Let's, let's talk, talk. And he took off the likes, disabled the likes, dislikes and comments. I mean, it, it's it's. I I mean, well, I'm just saying. I think that he should be canceled. He's yeah, had, of he course, he's already he's set he's set for a bazillion lives, like in terms of money. Yes, and so what's starting to happening? What started happening? And like, I mean, the biggest like Bravo to at least like Dollar Shave Club was the first company <laughs> to say no thanks anymore and dropped him as a, as a uh, as. A sponsor they or and then um hello fresh there's a few places a few companies that were like bye and so he's losing all this and my thing too is i just want to say in the Dude. interview the, the the interview with jeff with ethan and trisha from frenemies and also then in jeff's video that he made something that kept being discussed is how he is losing all these sponsorships because of this and like woe is me oh my god disgusting and it's like in this interview with jeff jeff says i'm sorry i don't want to necessarily speak out of turn because my memory is a little shaky it was two three years ago and all i kept thinking about was that you don't remember you have this shaky memory of a night that is so traumatizing to these women that will affect them for the rest of their lives. And you're sorry you don't quite remember it, but you're concerned about losing your sponsors. And so you want to stand up and say something because you can't lose your sponsors. But like, you can't quite remember. I mean. Yeah. No, that's bullshit. And this is the thing. And I told Becca before we started recording. So, you know, my little sister, she is a big YouTube fan, which is like why I said I started getting into watching it. And I remember when she was watching like all of these vlog channels, she'd watch like these family vlogs and a bunch of these like, you know, YouTubers. And I remember her watching like Jake Paul and Jake Paul was just like a goddamn dumpster fire. Right. He's fucking lighting things on fire. He's rolling around in like his Lambos. He's like the most disrespectful mess. And I remember looking at my my sister and being like you do know what he, the things he's doing are 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 wrong right like you you do know that the pro- you're not do, okay way to act you do like. know the problems about this right and she goes oh yeah yeah for sure this is when you know she was probably like 13 14 years old we have a big age difference and she goes oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure for sure for sure no i i know i know but then on the flip side she was watching the vlog squad david dobrik's vlogs and i'm watching them and i remember watching them and feeling so distraught because i'm like I'm seeing this guy who's kind of like this puppet master behind who I'm hearing him like gaslight someone like a Trisha Paytas who struggles with her mental health. I hear him manipulating, manipulating his power ma- and manipulating situations. Um, and that watching those, I felt very concerned. I asked my sister, I'm like, do you see what's wrong with this? And she said, no. And I remember that being like, 
you know, she, again, she's like 13 years sure. old. So she's just like, they're having fun and he's so nice and he gives away things and they're all so happy and da 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 da. And I'm like, this is what scares me about this shit. David Dobrik's, like, his audience is like 10 year olds. These are children seeing well, these behavior patterns yeah. being okayed because no, he it's presented, David Dobrik. I was just on his Instagram. He presented the Nickelodeon Awards. Yes. And it's not just kids that watch it either. It's adults. But like you're saying, kids don't have the same power of discernment. And clearly a lot of adults don't either to see how this person who has such high level of responsibility is abusing his power and manipulating people for his for his career. And this whole, yeah, I, I can't stand the bullshit of like, I make people smile for a living. Like, you no, you've just... Uh. I just, I just like, like this, the, through this whole situation with David, all the different, and then like his different vlog squad people coming out and all this like uh, with Seth, now with these women and like all of it. I just <sighs> felt so sick to my stomach thinking what it must be like for all these survivors oh having to watch this. Having to see him pop up on everything. Yes, like and seeing him, everyone just giving him a pass constantly and having his, uh, you know, having his people like Scotty pop up from the vlog squad and like fully like victim blame in a situation and defend yeah. David. And But he's a really nice guy. He could never hurt anybody. And like what that must be like for sexual assault survivors which by the way based on what people have said like there seems like there's probably other situations like this that have happened on his vlog yes before. there is definitely there's definitely conversation that there are a lot more stories that are going to be coming forward so yeah. anyways my, i mean my thing my thing too is like i youtube needs to demonetize this but in the meantime you know i would say as much of like a curiosity as like i want to go through and fucking like look and find shit on his vlogs i also don't want to be part of the machine that's paying him right now yeah also like you don't you don't have to we don't have to look any further you know it's like the shit is right in front of us like people like this you know this girl had the gall to and by the way someone else i remember made a video speaking out against like david or against specifically Dom. against Dom and Years the vlog ago. squad stands are like so furious and like on it where anyone who's spoken out against David just period receives like a barrage of dislikes and like vile comments and basically like the whole fandom just along with the way David approaches not addressing things and all of that just immediately yes like, yes you're right I forgot the woman who came out and initially called out Dom for sexual assault, another another girl got dislike bombed like crazy and people harassing her. So, of course, nobody wants to come out and say something. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> so that's currently kind of where the David thing stands. We definitely can keep updated on like what's going on, like as more things come to the surface news wise. Um, you know, I'm very, very curious how YouTube will move forward with this, how all the other sponsorships will move forward with how this. Is how has YouTube not demonetized his channel? Well, do you know that 
did you hear Trisha talk about how anytime she'd talk about David, for some reason, her 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 channel would get, or her uh, video would get demonetized? Yeah. What? And that's kind of a rumor in the YouTube world that if you talk about, there's a couple, there's a couple YouTubers, David being one of them, that if you have like negative things about them, your shit gets demonetized, your video. So you wonder, it's like when you have, listen, when you have a creator like David yeah. Dobrik, who is one of the like top five biggest in the world, <laughs> you have a machine like YouTube yeah, who is going to protect rants. him yeah. you know and I'm and I'm sure and again David hasn't even vlogged for a year so I'm sure he's down but at least when he was like when he was uh, uh, currently like when he was like out doing all the vlogs like his numbers and I remember even reading an article probably like nine months ago that it was like David Dobrik hasn't vlogged in a year and yet he still remains getting some of the most views on YouTube wow. just on all his old stuff wow yeah, I mean, Coco Melon's like top three, you know, but Coco Melon. It's like a if you have a toddler, you know, it's like a nursery. Oh, that's I see that, no, I'm telling you all the kids stuff yeah, is the biggest because parents are just like, hey, <laughs> here's my phone while we're sitting at the table and eating. I don't know how many times I've been like, here, Amber, watch this toy review. I'm trying to have a quick bite of my uh, my nachos over here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to wonder what kind of sick symbiotic relationship david has with this platform i mean you hear what the, but like the the shit i've seen other platforms get demonetized for that's what i'm we you know we had a we have we've had numerous uh podcast episodes demonetized yeah i mean they get automatically flagged when you're talking about sex and shit yeah. like that but so it's like fact, okay this one might probably <laughs> probably but it is what it is you know but it's just like yeah you, you know, there's been plenty of conversations with other creators. I've heard other creators talk about who are like very high ranking YouTube creators that it's like, oh, I have such and such like the creator or the head of YouTube, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm -hmm. like speed dial. speed dial. And it's like, yeah, you you make the call. And so it's like, yeah, you you really have to wonder what type of relationship mm. is going on. The fact that his shit isn't demonetized. Anyway, I, we felt like this is something that people should be aware of and know about. And I think more people should be talking about it because David's doing everything he can to make sure that this shit. Yes. Doesn't come out. And yeah. I, I fully, I'm, I don't care. I am fully in belief that he should lose all of his sponsors and that his platform should get demonetized. And I believe, yep. like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, you're exactly. That's just and so it, many other people like who are associated with him are not speaking out because yeah, you know what it all comes everybody's down to. Everybody's scared baby? about the money. Money. Everybody's money, money, scared. Money, money. 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 Everybody's scared about the money. It's like if David goes down, we're all going down, and we're gonna all lose. You know, whatever. And and. And it's not right. Like, it's not right. Yeah. So, yeah. No, we wanted to touch on that because, like you said, I feel like it's all of a sudden getting really a lot of news in the past, like, couple days. But there are still so many, like, huge platforms, like, news platforms that haven't even really addressed it. Yeah, and just, like, people. I'm looking at all the people that I, like, people who follow him that I know, you know, who are on the list. I'm, I want to message each and every one of them. <laughs> just be like, unfollow immediately. <laughs> are you aware? <sighs> Um, so yeah, that was, we, we went into some intense stuff, girl. We talked yes, about we N N NFTs, David Dobrik. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Thursday episode is going to be fun. 
broads this thursday we have an episode coming out and we are answering all sorts of does anyone else does anyone else questions anyone else blank so i'll just tell you this right now we're about to record this biz and there are a lot of hilarious ones there are also a lot of very vulnerable ones and we are going to get in some good conversations Mm. from those Mm. so we will talk on thursday we love you all um please please look in the episode notes for different resources and ways to um to donate to um, AAPI folks. We're going to have those in the episode notes. So um, yeah, please check those out. And we love you so much. And we'll chat soon. Chat soon. <laughs>